From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is today to welcome you to our broadcast right here on this station where we are five days a week, and we're excited to be with you today. And thank you so very much for joining us. Right now, we're doing a series of messages from Psalm 37 and just looking at the various powerful statements that are made in that long chapter in the Psalms. We're talking about Psalm 37, and I'll get to the message today that we're going to entitle Payday Someday. That's from Psalm 37, verses 17 through 22. Now, let me just remind you of two things. This is Wednesday. And I hope that you'll find your way to church, be in the Lord's house on the midweek, take your family, get in on whatever is going on there that'll be a blessing and a help to you and to your family. You know, a lot of folks do not realize just how important church is to the well-being of them personally and to their family. The Bible says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and even so much the more as you see the day approaching. That's from Hebrews 10, 25. And we need to be sure that we're at the church house often. Sunday's a good thing. Sunday night's a good thing. And so is the midweek. And I want to encourage you about that every single week. Not only that, but remember the National Sword of the Lord Conference will be July 17 through 20 at the Gospelite Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina, and this is your invitation to join us. Be with us. We'll look forward to having you there. Now, let's look at Psalm 37, and I begin reading with verse 17. And remember the title. We're talking about payday someday, and here's what it says. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke they shall consume away. The wicked borroweth, and payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy, and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. So here we have a contrast these verses tell the story of both good and evil, tells the story of the righteous and the unrighteous, tells the story of time and eternity, and really draws out the picture that there is a payday someday. Now, some of you will remember one of the most famous sermons of all time was preached by the preacher in Memphis, Dr. R.G. Lee, entitled Payday Someday. So I've borrowed his title, although it's not taken from this text, he nonetheless made the point very clear in that great famous sermon. Now, we're going to look at this because the contrast is laid out very clearly here in this passage. You see, there are consequences of walking in darkness, just like there are consequences of living in the light. And we do have a choice. Whenever you come to the Savior, you're making a choice to come out of the darkness and come to the light. And that really has an impact on you immediately as well as eternally. And whenever a person elects by their own decision to not come out of the darkness, the consequences of that 
can be and will be absolutely catastrophic. And so we're going to look at that in some detail. If you look at these verses that I've read, verses 17 through 22, there are a number of things said about the ones that are called the righteous, and then there are a number of things said about those that are called the wicked. For example, in Psalm 37, we're looking at verse 17 tells us that the Lord upholds the righteous. Now, if we're to be upheld, if we're to be strengthened, if we're to be, in fact, sustained and secured, that will come from the Lord. It's not going to be because our arms are strong or because our legs run so fast. No, it's because the Lord is our strength. He's our power. He is our enabler, and he does uphold us. He's the one who enables us in time, and he will also enable us in eternity. Not only that, but the next verse says that the Lord knows the days of the upright. Now, what that tells me is the Lord is, by his omniscience, able to see every detail of our lives. He knows exactly who we are. He knows what we're about. He knows our hurts, our pains. He knows all of the issues that concern us, and he's able to deal with us and help us right along the way. That same verse talks about the inheritance that we have that is a forever inheritance. What are we talking about? We're talking about a payday. There are things coming to us that will be of such consequence that we can say, look at the inheritance that I have. Now, I think I've told you before here on the broadcast, but I'll mention again. In the New Testament, we learn that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, that's one thing. But what we have because we're heirs is an inheritance. And remember, the heir is the who, the inheritance is the what. And when you read passages in the New Testament that talk about the inheritance or about losing the inheritance, just remember that's the inheritance that we're talking about. The heir may find themselves in some difficulty. They may still be an heir, but not have very much of an inheritance. And so that is a very clear New Testament distinction which needs to be made over and over again. In this passage here in Psalm 37, we learn that the inheritance of the upright, the righteous person, the person that uh, is in fact upheld by the Lord, that inheritance is forever. The Lord has some good things coming for us. And believe you me, sometimes I look around and I say all this and heaven too. And we have every reason to be excited about that. Now, this passage goes on to say that uh, those who know the Lord shall not be ashamed in the evil time. That is, other people may be doing all kinds of evil things, wicked things, things that are absolutely shameful. But the person who knows the Lord is not going to get in on those shameful acts. It's going to be instead that which will honor the Lord. And uh, it goes on in that 19th verse to say, that in the days of famine, this person shall be satisfied. So what's this telling us? The Lord's going to take care and feed us along the way. Now, if you're lazy and won't go to work, he's not going to put the food out there and just say, hey, you come and get it. But he's going to strengthen you so that you can make a living, so that you can get uh, the things that you need along the way. And you will be satisfied because of the blessing of the Lord. Uh, you notice in the next verse, number 20, it talks about how that the righteous person is a giver, how they are blessed, and that they will indeed inherit the earth. And I think that's probably a reference to the millennium, uh, whenever we rule and reign with Christ. Now, 
All of that is said about the good person in this picture, the godly person, the person who knows the Lord. But you turn right around and walk back through it, verses 20 and 21 and 22 especially, talk about the wicked, those that do not know the Lord. It says that they shall perish. Now, what are we talking about? We're just talking about hell. We're talking about a person dying, missing out on heaven, and going to hell. I'm telling you, yes, there is a payday coming for the unsaved person, and it's going to be a payday they're not going to like. It talks about how they'll go up in smoke. It's like they're going to be consumed by all of this, and they're going to find themselves in great difficulty. Verse 22 tells us that they are dishonest. They borrow and don't pay back what they borrow. I mean, it's just the kind of thing that you can expect out of people that do not have their moral moorings that they need. They do not abide by the Ten Commandments, etc. And the Bible says here in verse 22 that they are cursed. Talking about the curse of the Lord. I'm talking about the Lord dealing with them in that kind of a consequential way. And then it says they shall be cut off. They're going to find themselves in great, great difficulty because of the way that they have chosen to be. Now, let me just make the point here. There are long-term effects. Remember what we're saying? Payday someday. And these verses lay out the fact that for the saved person, there are long-term effects and good effects. But for the unsaved person, there are catastrophic long-term effects, things that nobody in their right mind, nobody thinking correctly, would just say, I'm going to head down that path. But you know, sometimes people get so in love with the darkness in fact, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil in John chapter 3. And so we learn there are consequences whether you walk in the darkness or whether you live in the light. And there are consequences in both time and eternity. You walk in the darkness, you're going to find yourself getting deeper and deeper into the abyss deeper and deeper into things that are going to bring hurt and harm and heartache to you. And then when you get to eternity, listen, hell is an awful place and heaven is a wonderful, blissful place. And whenever you think about it, you really, really will want to go to heaven and not to go to hell. I hope and pray that as you listen to me, you'll just say, I want to avoid hell. I want to go to heaven. And if you let the Lord Jesus become your Savior, then heaven is a lock. I mean, you will be locked in to go to heaven if you have the Savior. If you do not have him, hell is going to be a lock. It's going to be what you're locked into, and there's only one avenue of escape from going to hell, and that's coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving him as Savior. So there are long-term effects. There is a payday, whether you be walking with the Lord or whether you are away from the Lord and not walking with him. There are consequences. There are effects. There are impactful things that are going to happen. Now, we look around in this world, and it's easy to see. The prisons are full of people who have invested themselves in the darkness. I'm telling you, so many, many things. I get mail every single day from men and women locked up in the prisons here in America, and uh, many of them, in fact, and uh, we respond to all of them. We try to do everything that we can to encourage and to instruct and to be helpful to them. And uh, in fact, just moments ago, I answered several letters uh, from people that I received today from prisons. And they are there, and many of them openly acknowledging that they're there because of their walking in the darkness. Now, at the same time, 
Many of our hospitals are overloaded with people who are indeed there because of the fruits of darkness. You think about alcoholism, you think about drug addiction, you think about other things that destroy the mind and destroy the body, and all of these things are happening because somebody decided to stay in the darkness and not come to the light. Now, I know when we talk about heaven and hell, a lot of folks react to that. I mean, some folks, I mean, they like to talk about heaven, but they want to act as though hell is not real at all. Well, look, folks, let's put it this way. Soft-soaping this issue may be common, but it's catastrophic. I mean, we need to deal with this and deal with it openly and clearly and deal with it so that every single person has a clear understanding of the issue. I hear people talk about diluting the soup. Well, that's okay in the kitchen, but certainly it's not okay in the pulpit. It's not okay here at this microphone. It's not okay when I'm witnessing one-on-one to a person. I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to be unkind, but we must be firm. We must tell the truth. See, truth is precious, and it's powerful, and it is very practical for us. If you will take the truth, acknowledge it to be precious, and take note of it and let it work in your life, it will have a powerful impact that will pay off big time. And the reason for that is, yes, there is a payday coming, and that payday will come someday. And you and I need to deal with that now while we have opportunity to do so. I thank you for listening today, and I want to be a help and a blessing to you, and I hope these studies out of Psalm 37 will be a help to you as we talk about these vital issues. Well, look, we'll get together here again tomorrow. I trust you you'll join me then. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you, so write me a note sometime. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.